Okay. One last sip. Recording from a basement and above a garage in suburban Atlanta, welcome to the Godless Heathens Podcast. Thanks for joining us. I'm Jerry. I'm Jeff. This is still a podcast by atheists that talks about a lot of things, not just atheism. We will still challenge your assumptions and ours too. Definitely not here to preach to the atheist choir, but to critique, ridicule, and poke fun at anyone, especially ourselves. So join us as we examine the unholy merger of politics and religion from the secular perspective. And remember to buckle up and put on your critical thinking cap, because now is not the time for for the faint of heart or faint of brain. Episode 123, which was supposed to be the good news show. So what happened to that? I was ready. I actually had good news... They were pretty good news, at least. Articles. So what happened, Jeff? Uh, well, I, it seems like the bad news this week, as it tends to do every week, kind of overwhelmed and submerged the good news. I mean, there's some out there. I, I, I did find one to, to share for later on. But like an example of this over, overwhelmingly bad news is CPAC just concluded uh, a bit ago. Mercifully. And they had a... They had a speaker saying transgenderism should be eradicated. Is the collective we concerned enough now? So and, that's just, and there's so many other outrage, outrages. And, it, and, it, and submerged is a is a good word for it because you can get submerged. Um, you can get submerged in the bad news. I'm not transgender. I know people that are. Um, worked with them, neighbors. And even if, if you took the word transgender or transgenderism out of the sentence and you put anything in there, any group of people that should be eradicated, like that should, that should be a five alarm fire. Like it doesn't, it doesn't matter what, whether it's Italians People with left-handed people, certain religion, people that don't believe in God, your sexual orientation, doesn't matter. To say some group should be eradicated should be kind of like disqualifying in, in public life. I'm not sure that the the reaction to that, the the collective reaction kind of fit the horror of what he said well exactly and i think the other thing is um people aren't picking up on the fact that you know this michael knowles he, he's the one that said this who i never uh, heard of before this he's got a podcast he's been other on other you know conservative he's a, podcasts, he's a daily wire guy right i believe so i think that's so where he, he got the, i don't the know if he's ben shapiro orbit yep you know, the transgender issue, you know, which is going on big time strong across the country, uh, including in Georgia, that is just, you know, one piece that they want us to focus on. I mean, they've already pretty much eradicated women's health. 
in most states now, you know, with, with one the, part of it, at least for sure. Right, right, exactly. And white Christian nationalism, which, Ding. you know, and, and the, the theocracy, which is what this this is as well. There's a number of things that don't fit into the straight white male patriarchy. Okay, so if you're a person of color, if you're a non-believer, you know, I mean, on on down a woman, you know, on down the line, you know, those are the things that they want to eradicate from their uh, world. Basically, they don't want to have to encounter that. I mean, kind of uh, when Michael Knowles, he was on somebody else's podcast and tried to walk some of this back. So, but his walk back was basically saying. Well, we didn't have, you know, there was no such thing as transgender, um, you know, 20 years ago. <laughs> it's like, seriously? Just because, it, you know, it wasn't on your radar? So he really he uh, really said that? Yeah. You know, that was supposed to be his, his walk back. Is this is a new thing that's, that's come out, that's, that's come out on fast. Well, the walk back, well, the, the first walk back was, we didn't say anything about the people. We meant the like i guess the movement like it's a like it's a belief system or it's right. like a it's like a societal uh not event but uh, a movement you know well, like and, it's and, a, and, it's a societal movement and well and that was that was why he used the term ism transgenderism because it makes it more of a condition rather than an individual it's it's an illness as they see it so it's it's not normal, right? So I grew up on the I grew up on the west side of Detroit, and not too far, I'd say probably a mile from my house on one of the uh, main avenues. Like you could take the this avenue all the way downtown Detroit, and we lived on the like the almost the furthest west you could live in the city of Detroit. And there was a gay bar. And, and more actually a club and a and a big one. And this was in the seventies. This was in the seventies the, the and I think it's still there. Really? And every once in a while the the cops would come in and like shake the place down. And it was like the neighborhood would all kind of get a flutter because the cops would bust. It was called it was called Cafe Gigi. And I think it used to be like a 60s kind of cabaret, kind of like you saw in The Sopranos, but not nearly to like Frank Sinatra didn't come and play there. But the same kind (laughs) of dinner club, supper club type place. And it turned into it turned into a gay bar. And there would be stories for a couple of weeks about guys dressed up as women, you know, running across Warren Avenue, trying to, you know, running away from the cops. And then that was it. It didn't make the newspaper. Nobody talked about it in church. Nobody Mm -hmm. talked about it. Nobody talked about it. Like it wasn't um, the neighborhood was not some hippie blue bastion. It was a, a. Blue collar, working class, factory workers, a lot of first generation immigrants, particularly from Eastern Europe, not not super liberal folks, you know, 
There weren't picket lines outside of it. Nobody, nobody was, nobody was worried. I mean, they didn't have drag queen story hour, but right. it was kind of live and let me live, and nobody got bothered by it, right. like for right. for for decades. And now, the ACLU has an article that said there are three hundred and eighty-five. Oh, I'm sorry. It's up to 391. When we were doing the research for this show, and we do research it, people, the number was 385. And now the ACLU is tracking 391 anti-LGBTQ bills in the United States. Nearly 400. Yeah. Yeah, including one here in Georgia that I don't think I can't remember. They do crossover day. So I know that whoever wrote it, the senator, whatever, crossed it over. And it was expected to win in the um, you know, legislature and then go on to Kemp, who said he was going to sign it. So, yep, it's it's coming to Georgia. And, and they are taking a page out of the uh, DeSantis playbook because he's one of the – he's probably the the biggest – and well-known advocate for these things. Obviously, they're they're going on everywhere, and it's more than just more than just targeted harassment. And uh, people are going to get hurt. People are probably going to die. Oh, uh, for sure, uh, for sure. Particularly from from suicides. Exactly. And yep. I don't. It's not that I they don't see their end game. I, I mean, their end game is is basically punish their punish their enemies and anybody that they think is a threat to yep. you know the way things should be according to them. And it's a long list. It's a long list. <laughs> it is a long list, and usually these kind of movements don't stop at the one group. There's always no. going to be there. There's always going to be another another other and. When they're done, when they're done with this, what's next? Well, and there's multiple things going on right now. You know, so it's not just this one, but you know, the anti-CRT, you know, is another thing that is, you know, that um, book banning. DeSantis also, um, you know, changing over the uh, the local school boards. You know, they also want to, to, and I think Walgreen on the um, the day after abortion pill or whatever they call that, where. Walgreens is no longer going to ship that to states that ban abortion. So they're closing down and closing down and closing down on, on options. And the, the bi- So it's multi-pronged. And the, the, bill, the bill here in Georgia, one of them, is to prohibit health care providers from performing practices on minors to alter their appearance relating to gender. First of all, it's not the most pressing thing that's going on in this state. They're going to push, they're probably going to push this through. And even if they don't, they'll try again the next session. Oh, no. Like I say, my, my understanding, it's, it's passing. So, and it will be signed. So, I mean, it's pretty much a foregone conclusion from my understanding. But, you know, and it, it, it's like, so on one hand, Republicans say, you know, the parents have a, have a right to control their kids' education. And yet in this case, the parents don't have a right to decide what's best for their child, okay? So, you know, there is no consistency. 
you're never gonna you're never gonna obviously you're never gonna get that and, and that's not the point and, you know. and sometimes i i wonder if it's obviously good it's obviously good business for them it's it's good business for them because there is a good chunk of their base that really that that wants this to happen you know until they start to lose elections those th- things like that are 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 not are not going to change but while yep. while we're focused rightfully so on a targeted harassment of a minority group a, a oppressed one then again which one's not and you know what billionaires they're a minority group and they're not oppressed um, <laughs> but uh, I digress they are they the same legislators around the country are slowly kind of whittling away slowly and quickly at public education oh, for sure. transferring more tax dollars or attempting to transfer your tax dollars away from public education to fund pretty much anything you want, but we all know what it's really going to be, and it's here, Christian schools for sure. And that's a terrible thing for people, particularly for people outside of metropolitan areas, because they're they're seriously not going to have a choice. If underfunded county and rural school districts don't get money, you're going to have a choice to go to the Christian school or you're kind of SOL. And just transferring that that whole separation of church and state, lol. Right. Yeah, I think think that was one of the, uh, uh, you know, the, the things they were trying to pass also was to increase the amount of the voucher that they can suck out of the out of the system and pass on to these schools so. every year every year it you know it's a, it's a little bit more and it's a little bit more and it's a little bit yep. more yep I, I i still i don't want to get to the point where i'm numb to it but when when somebody at a at a political conference talks about any group to be eradicated really should be what the hell is going on here people and that kind of self-reflection, like he got he got beat up, he got beat up a little bit, and he kind of tried to walk it back. And he said, "I didn't, I didn't mean transgender people. I meant the the woke ideology, you know, to, yeah, you know, to yeah. save our kids." But other than that, you you get you get forced to move on because there's 17 other what the hell going on type issues that are happen on a feels like a daily basis but shouldn't we be more shocked have we, are we incapable of, of being shocked for more than a day yeah there becomes a part where you become kind of desensitized and almost kind of numb and you know and that it's a state of shock basically well that's but, that's the whole steve bannon flooding the zone with shit is right. yeah you can't cope with it you can only focus on you know a couple two three things at a time Right, right. Yeah, and that's true. That's how the mind it gets overwhelmed. I'm not I'm not a historian, obviously. For any of you who have ever listened to this podcast, you know that. Um, I did ask the friend of the pod historian. He's not super excised about this. About any of it. Any of this, because no. it's just a phase. It's just a short phase, and it'll work itself yeah. out. There's a clown in Texas that put up a bill to 
have Texas do a referendum on secession. That was about hmm. two or three days ago from this recording. Yeah, he's a clown. He's a troll. It'll probably fail. He's doing it for attention. Am I giving him more attention because of it? Quite possibly. But they don't do these things entirely unseriously. There's got to be a thread of you kind of want it to happen. Or am I wrong about that? Is it just an act and I should get over it? Which, by the way, that's what everybody said when Dotard was running. Right, yeah, but I mean, you know, Marjorie Taylor Greene has put out that thing on secessionism as well. The and, national, you know, of course, the national tried, divorce. Right, and then, you know, I wouldn't call it walking it back, but she had to try to, well, what I really, you know, one way to do it would be, you know, if somebody moves to a different state, they're not allowed to vote there for five years until they, you know, I guess embrace the culture. So if you move from California to Texas as a, as a liberal, you're not allowed to, Vote in Texas. You're not, you're not until you're you get not, your cowboy boots. You're not and, granted full citizenship. Right. You, right. you are not. I mean, you are. You are all of a sudden are a lesser citizen because you moved. And again, this probably has no traction either. But she's got a big platform. She actually oversaw the house. Like she had the gavel earlier this week. Yeah. Yeah, well, and she's got, um, you know, what's his fuck McCarthy. Yeah, by the by the short hairs too, you know, with these committees and stuff like that. So, um, well, he's not he's not speaker without her. Well, he, oh, for he's, sure, he's he's right. not speaker with without her. Right. You could probably make the case. I put my Chuck Todd hat on. That it's pretty savvy. I'm gonna flick my pen at the camera like Chuck Todd. Pretty savvy politics. Pretty savvy politics from the congresswoman from Georgia. And then... Yeah, look at look at the money she's raising. Yeah, uh, The money she's raising, her profile, um, she still wins. I think she won with like 70% of the vote or some ridiculous number. Yeah, well, and keeping the base stirred up. Always giving them something to, to stir them up. You know, one thing I, th- I thought was kind of strange when he said it, you know, so Trump spoke at the CPAC rally also. And, and one of the future things, you know, he was talking about flying cars, which, you know, who wouldn't love to have a flying car? But he talked about building all these new cities. And, and so now I kind of said, oh, so that's kind of in the secessionist kind of idea. So people that build these cities, they're only going to allow their own species into into that city species well Ah. white christian nationalists are a whole different species the american atheist conference was here in 2022 if a keynote speaker came out and said we need to really eradicate christianism Mm -hmm. would they would he still be in jail because you wouldn't be able to get away with saying that other oh. other than for a group like transgenders because there are no and this is when and this is when representation matters 
there's no transgender news anchors. There's no no transgender people writing for the AJC that I can tell. I'm sure there were no trans, transgender reporters at CPAC that they, with good reason, they probably would fear for their life. But nobody is nobody got up and said this is uh, this is heinous, and you you need to take that back. You know there was there was there was outrage. But it was outrage from the people that are always outraged at this stuff, so it gets right, right. so it gets it gets kind of it kind of get kind of gets dismissed in a way, and if you let it go, what's the next group? If you if you push them from public life, who's the next group that gets officially marginalized? And when and when does it stop? When do you when does it stop? When you because you have to keep feeding the base, you know, to this amorphous group called the base. Well, we kind of saw what happened in, in uh, Nazi Germany. It didn't quite uh, end well. And, we, and we've, we've mentioned, obviously, that analogy on this pod before, and it never go. it never, nobody wants to hear uh, it. It sounds yeah, alarmist, yeah. but... But is it? Well, there, we're, we're, we're banning books. We're trying to, we're trying to ban ban people we're banning uh medical professionals from doing their job they're creating an enemy class of people where just for political personal gain transgender people the bathroom issue is probably and sports they're gonna by the way get ready get ready in 2024 for a, this is a sports analogy, so it fits, but a full court press on uh, transgender people playing women's sports. You are, you are going to hear about that way more than you need to. And it's probably an issue that needs to have, a, have harder conversations that we can't usually have. But CPAC was one of my good news stories. What? It was. So it, it was. was. Uh, one of the one of the one of my good news stories was the fact that CPAC was a shell of former conventions. Oh, the attendance when Donald Dotard Jr.'s girlfriend Kimberly Guilfoyle got oh up there, God. and she basically did her cookie cutter screaming like she did at the the Republican convention where things are going to get better. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> look out to the crowd and it was 75, 80% empty seats. And it's yeah, like, yeah. are they finally tired of the act? Like, are they tired of either her or the same old speech or hmm. the, there weren't a lot of people there. There, there, there weren't. It, it yeah, doesn't mean yeah. that Dotard doesn't have fans that will vote for nobody but him. But it looked old. It looked tired. She actually looked kind of tired. And her doing... Just going through the motions kind of well, thing. She, did, yeah. she just kind of pressed a button, went into speech mode, and there were not throngs of... Of 
cheering fans. And that that's gotta if you're if you're going up there and you're gonna nail that speech and you're gonna you're gonna deliver it and you're gonna bash the enemy and you get out there and it's like Jeb Bush, please clap. That's that's gotta be you know, you, you at that point you're at that point, you're, you got to kind of question. You're an actor. Yeah. Well, and it, wasn't it during her thing where she briefly did inserted like a, a sales pitch for gold coins or something like that? Oh, I. I swear that was it her. Wouldn't surprise and me. And it was like, well, yeah, because it's all about you know making money anyway. Seriously? But, Is that like yeah. like? Yeah, there was like a clip I saw of her doing that from the stage. So I'm assuming it was, you know, I didn't know if maybe she went back on stage. I don't like know, a podcast like commercial like, where basically the sound bite that you're listening to gets cut off for some, yeah, for some yeah. stupid ad that, that right. that's pretty, that's pretty desperate. Now the oh, bad yeah. side of this is if the old act isn't working, then you got to find the new act and you probably got to double down on whatever you did before and become either more strident or pick another group. This is sort of a good news story. Well, that's why. So, so, so the good news you were initially figuring out was the uh, the, the Trump base is is dwindling. Or CPAC, at least. If you because take that's if, basically his base. Well, now. You know, it wasn't. There wasn't a lot. Of, there wasn't a lot of people there, and yeah. that was that was good news. Another sort of good news story is. Have the enemy completely beaten woke into meaningless meaninglessness, mm-hmm. and we're not there yet. But your cereal is going to be woke, and at some point, are they going to are they going to just grind it into a fine powder, making it irrelevant because? Everything is woke, and it's become this this pejorative that gets used on everything that it doesn't have any meaning anymore. Or am I out of type being glass half full? It's not like me. No, I feel a little lightheaded. Because actually there was just a uh, survey that came out. It was on the Hill where they were saying basically that uh, um, the word woke is starting to lose its negative meaning. It's it's the majority considered it to be a positive expression. So, yeah, well, you I know what I think. You know what I think of polls, but yeah. I oh, know. you know what? But I'll take this. I one. like this one. So polls are great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that is kind of my my hope is some of this stuff is going to backfire on them. AOC, you know, I guess she's whatever committee she's on now. You know, of course they're led by Republicans and they have some you know whack jobs in there and she went off on some kind of a rant because they were calling everything woke and, and she was saying, is this woke? Is this woke? Is this woke? So I, I think it is starting to come back, you know, kind of bite them in the ass a little bit. I, I hope so. I, 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 I certainly hope. hope. Oh, listen to me. <laughs> listen, oh, wait, wait, wait. Get the pipe. Come Get on. the opium vape. Pass the pipe. That's oh, a, a, a good hip. It's, 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 un, it's unlike me. Look, there's still plenty of uh, gloom and doom, P- plenty, plenty of gloom and doom, and the whitewashing or retelling of January sixth oh, yes. shocked me yeah. 
in a way that I didn't think I could be, I could be shocked anymore. So, so in what way did it shock you? I'm curious if it's the same as me. The speed of reframing January 6th, because it always had been, it always had been, it's been going in that direction where Ashley Babbitt is now a, you know, a martyr and, and a right. hero that, you know, that died at the, at the hands of a ruthless police state. Lol. I didn't think it was going to happen that fast. I also didn't count on assistance by the Speaker of the House feeding the most popular news network's worst propagandist special access to video that would cause United States congressmen from Georgia to say that everybody who was convicted or in, in prison needs from January 6th needs to be released because yep. because they're you know they're 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 freedom fighters and they're being unjustly unjustly held. I didn't think it could happen that fast. I didn't think that something with that much video information evidence plain as day clear and convincing your own eyes uh, yeah yes. your you know your own eyes every screen and you couldn't even avoid it on conservative media at the time now they've been right they've been recasting it slowly but surely but i didn't think it would honestly i didn't think it would happen this quickly and i didn't think it would get out from the conspiracy fever swamps to Congress. And I'm less shocked, more kind of disheartened at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shock of, of McCarthy doing that, because you know, you know, if, if he had to get votes from, you know, uh, and Marjorie Taylor Greene and some of those other nut jobs, they were the ones that were kind of pushing for this. They're the ones that are all about these conspiracies. So... But, you know, it seems like he's going right along with it, like he doesn't have, well, because he was the first one when he, when, you know, after January 6th that went down to kiss Trump's, you know, ring or kiss his ass um, and apologized to him for, you know, when he he was first recorded as saying that it was, you know, atrocious. And yeah, the, tech, the, yada, text, yada, yada. the text messages were unequivocal yeah. from everyone. Yeah. And yeah. now... I'm going to put my Chuck, this is the second time in the podcast that I'm putting my Chuck Todd hat on. I got my Chuck Todd go goatee. He played the game exactly the way that he needed to play it to get where he is today. Yep, to get you, the have, you have no shame. Yep. You, yep. you blatantly suck up and kiss ass, go around and build constituencies and allies with people that you may private think are nuts like Marjorie Taylor Greene and once you have the power you use it to stay in power and help the people that got you there and that's exactly what he did with with January 6th with the with the video and yep. Tucker Carlson who's just flat out dangerous now you played right along with it, and I'm I'm sh I'm shocked. What shocked me about it was all during this time, 
leading up to the release of the tape and his documentary, whatever he's calling it. Fox News is in a lawsuit with Dominion, and they pretty much are nailed to the wall at this point, you know, in defamation where they were broadcasting what they knew to be lies about the election, et cetera, et cetera. Carlson, chief among them. All, all and, the, you know, he, the entire primetime lineup. Kennedy, right, yeah, Laura but Ingram, Tucker Carlson, all of them. But what's interesting about uh, Tucker is, you know, they've released some of these text exchanges or email exchanges or whatever. You know, at one point he was saying he passionately despises or hates Trump, something like that. So, so, so you know, he's path pathological liar on TV, as as these other ones are. So that's what they're on trial for, for you know, like billions of dollars, and you know, probably a lot of billions. Well, they're they're, that. they're on they're on being charged because they they said that the Dominion voting systems, the Dominion equipment, basically rigged the election. Right, right, and they went along with that lie and the lie of, uh, and that's basically what what kind of amped up January six was their continued lies about uh, you know the big lie they are re they're recasting the the big lie uh, away from everything that it, that it ever stood for and right. the fact that this the it came out today that an Idaho senator who had his office completely trashed will not republican of course will not speak of it will not Will not admit it happened. Will not. No, they were tourists. They were nope, tourists, nope. Jerry. He won't. He won't say. He won't. He won't even say that. <laughs> he he won't. He won't. He won't say that. He either because he's afraid, or he needs their support, or in the end, he he doesn't care. Now, I'm not sure how to how to balance that. What he's doing, like I I. I because there's video. There's video of it. It's not just like it's hearsay. Well, it's, but it, right. It's it's so it's beyond obvious. But the fact that somebody won't talk about it, you're the victim of a crime. And they probably would have hurt you. You would have had two choices had you gotten caught. They would have hurt you or you would have had to help them do whatever they were trying to do. So you would have been you would have been complicit probably more than you already are from your lack of speaking up speaking out about it well you know along that same line your, your representative barry loudermilk he's, not right? mine. he's your guy oh he's not he's yours not mine, okay. but he's, he's he's horrible i think he used to be ours but but he yeah, yeah so yeah, you know, he was one of them downgraded it's shocking that you could downgrade <laughs> from barry loudermilk from, from shitty to shittier Ist. basically yeah. Um, yeah, at this point, is, but who knows where it's going to end up. But so he was shown on tape leading a tour that was questionable. And they were taking pictures in hallways and, you know, exit places and stuff like that. He refused to talk to the January 6th community, uh, committee. If it was truly a tourist thing, he should not have been well, afraid of to. Of course it wasn't. I mean, it, of course right. it wasn't. I mean, that's. That's just the little lies that, that prop up the big lie. Yeah, but what's, what's even more interesting 
is I believe he's the guy that is put in charge of a committee to research or uh, report on or whatever you want to call it, the January 6th committee. So that guy is now in charge of a committee to investigate the January 6th committee. That's what I was looking for. Are we in bizarro world at this point or? Well, if, if we said we were, would it, would, it, would it help you mentally? Would it help you deal with it? I don't. I don't think so. In some ways, no. I don't. I don't want this. I don't want this podcast to just be sixty minutes of of trying to cope. But there's too many things going on that should be shocking, and they're not, and it gets continually worse, and eventually. Things like really bad things, really bad things are going to happen. Even if you don't use the Germany slide into into Nazism. The fact that Kevin McCarthy basically abandoned all shame to kiss ass to people who actively harm the United States. You want to know how it happened? You want to know how it happens anywhere? It 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 starts there, and then you then you then you eradicate you you eradicate undesirables. Well, so to me, the, the the common denominator here is is you look at the Senate. How many Republican whack jobs are there in the Senate? And yes, there's there's some, there's some, there's. But then you look at the House of Representatives, far more whack jobs. I mean, it's hard for me to name any sane Republican on on that, you know, in that legislature. Well, they're, but they're most of them are in are in are in gerrymandered safe districts. That's that is my point. That is my point. The gerrymandering. We get back to the you know the the screwy stuff going on in Georgia. That's happening local. The state legislature gerrymandering so you know that's you know, there's poll after poll that shows like on on abortion where the, the vast majority of the country wants safe legal abortions but that's not what what's being legislated because of gerrymandering and I you know once they have that power how how do you reverse that gerrymandering issue I mean because the other dangerous thing that I saw is passing too is where the legislature can can take out prosecutors. Have you seen? Yeah, you've probably in, seen this here too. Here in Georgia. Here in Georgia. Yeah. So like like. Um, and where do you where do you, where do you think they got that idea from? Uh, Ron DeSantis has already done it in Florida. Ah ah. So he he's fi- kind of the template. He fired he fired uh, the pa- the prosecutor in I think it was That's in West right. Palm Beach That's right. in like Palm Beach yep. County. Yep. And fired him and got away with it. You know, got away right. with it. They did a recall election of a progressive prosecutor in San Francisco. I don't want to ever hear Ron DeSantis speak, but if you're not paying attention to what he does and what he says, oh, yeah. you're really missing out because he may not be the figurehead of the party. That's Dotard, clearly. But the policy... And the yeah. style and the action and the impact, they are all taking a page 
out of his book. And my hope, wait, wait, let me, where's my, oh, where, get where, it again. My hope being today, <laughs> is that Dotard and DeSantis bludgeon each other so badly that both of them are mortally wounded. How's that? That is, that is like pure 100% hopium. Hmm. 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 I, I, I want that to happen, which is why I won't. Uh, oh. Right. And you know it won't. I can see it on your face. You're like, well, no, okay, but I mean, at some point, if if Trump stays in the race, which he will, DeSant and DeSantis enters mm-hmm. the race, which he will, he was in Cal, he was in California, point, bashing liberals. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. So he's definitely uh, he hadn't done it officially yet, but he'll be in. So at some point, they're going to have to be on a debate stage, mm. and and I think that's when you're going to see who's going to be the the winner, if that's if that's a word to use there. So you're looking forward to seeing that debate. Oh. Well, I th- I think it would be fascinating, you know, because DeSantis, you know, he's not well. Neither one of them are, are a friendly kind of person. They don't have that personality whatsoever. Oh, Both Dotard, super... Dotard's a thousand times more personable. He's a thousand times more personable. He's a, I'm talking he's about a like smoozer at heart. He's a but in, I'm talking about speeches though, and and debates. He's he's doesn't seem to be very warm and fuzzy on the debate who? stage. Dotard. Oh, but that but he, but he is though. He gets into he gets into mm. argument he gets into arguments with the the moderators, picks fights with the moderators and bashes the moderators. It make it makes being an asshole. That <laughs> that's what. How is that being warm? <laughs> well, it is. It's it's having it's having a personality. Ron DeSantis, you, you he he's never like he he's 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 combative. Like he's combative yeah. because he's smarter than you, and he doesn't respect you, and you're an idiot, and you what right. you believe is wrong, and you don't belong in the same room with the air I breathed. That's the vibe. Yeah, I've seen some of his, yeah, some of his news conferences where he didn't even let the reporter get her question out and he's belittling and badgering. He he is, he is a, he is, he's mean. But Trump, Trump does that too. He can be, he can be, but what his best, his best work is when he's riffing. He can't read off a teleprompter to save his life. But when he starts telling stories and making jokes and getting the crowd laughing, and then he then he'll then he'll 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 poke fun at people and call people you know Sleepy Joe Biden. He still doesn't have yeah. a nickname for for DeSantis yet. He's workshopping him. A little D was but one he, of them. He's he is. <laughs> I, I'm I'm not I'm not turning into a MAGA hat, but I don't think it is. <laughs> Well, there's something I wanted to tell you and the audience. Um, <laughs> he is way more and way more personable than Ron DeSantis, but like a wet, you know, lunch bag is. Ron DeSantis. Yeah, neither one I'd want to have a beer with. Neither one. Okay. Uh, it, it, like, right, but, but you're not the you're not the average voter though. You're not the you're you're not you're a you're a hater. I, and I'm not saying that I'm I'm not saying that I'm not in this case. I, I obviously. Just despise them both, 
but Dotard has way more personality and and a warmth and a friendliness to his to his people and his base than Ron DeSantis ever is. Ron DeSantis just like runs on destruction. We're going to we're going to kick the liberals out of out of public life. We're going to kick them out of the schools. We're going to ban their books and we're going to hassle transgender people. And we're going to we're going to make Disney beg. Well, and that that's kind of my my thing is DeSantis has the policy structure in place that he is addressing in Florida and then wants to roll out nationally. I mean, he's got two Trump, I, he's got two Ivy League degrees. Like actual ones. Unlike yeah, but, but Trump's uncle was at MIT, so you know, he's got some of those those brains. But you know, Trump's Trump's futuristic, you know, policies were flying cars and uh, you know, cities out in the wilderness. They don't they don't they don't watch for that stuff. They don't they don't they don't watch his fans don't watch they don't give a shit about that. They never have. They never have. When you say that who would you rather have a beer with? When he walks around his stupid club in in Florida, they love him. They, they love him. They do. Him. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he yeah. doesn't drink. But they, they absolutely do. They want they they he's got to his base, he's got boatloads of personality. I would love to see them both take each other out in the primary, but I'm not. I'm not. I'm not confident that that's going to happen. What? That they would like bow out? Then they would like, like, go like down in, in a, the like in a, the primary, in a, like it's a playoff series, and yeah, the, but, like okay, before so you get to the final game, you beat each other up so bad. You're a wounded team for the big game, which would be the general so, election. So who's who's the third person, last person standing then? Nikki Haley. I know it, it, it'd be one of them, but they, what they would be, they would be, they would be, no, not Nikki Haley, no, no. Or um, Mike Pompeo. No. You, you do, I, well, I'm gonna, I'll say here's here's my here's my semi pro tip for the campaign. You don't have to pay attention to anything Nikki Haley says or Mike Pompeo says or anybody that's going to run for three months before it's clear that they're only going to be in single digits and they want to be right. vice president. You, 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 don't have to, you don't have to pay attention to any of them. None of them have a chance. Save yourself. When they talk about it on NPR, click the station. If you see it yeah, in your but feed, then... scroll. You're wasting your time. None of them have a none of them have a chance to be VP either, though, because they've already shown they're not going to be 100 percent loyal to Trump, and that's what he's looking oh, for. Th- Somebody even more loyal than Pence. You can't you can't say that. You you absolutely you absolutely can't say that because what what type of personality succeeds with him? Lap dogs. That's right. what I'm saying. MGT Pence, would be the Pence. Lap dog. Kevin McCarthy. Lap dog. Well, yeah, it so could be him. so yeah. don't think for a second that Nikki Haley or Mike Pompeo wouldn't do or say whatever they could to get a bigger office and expand their political footprint. 
Yeah, I, I, I guess I do note that neither one of them are actually directly insulting Trump. They're being very careful about how they navigate that. And you can't, okay. you, you can't, you're not going to get anywhere running against him that way. Yeah, because you need that base. You need the Trump You're just base. not. I'm surprised any talk about the the future presidential campaign hasn't gotten around to the Democrats. And I'll make this real quick. My other bit of good news to me was the presidency of Joe Biden. Even though he does stuff that infuriates me, I'm 100% on Team Joe. And yep. I hate to break it to you, you as in the collective you, any progressive, liberal, Democrat, whoever, you better damn well be 100% behind Joe Biden because if you're not, we're going to lose. Yep. We, we, yep. we, we, we are going to lose. So you have to take your pundit hat, cap off, you have to put your partisan hat on, and we have to win that election. I don't care who it is, if it's Kamala Harris if it's Joe Biden, if it's Joe fucking Manchin, we have to win. We yep. cannot have the luxury of, well, I don't really like Kamala Harris. What has she done? Or, hmm, I don't really, you know, Joe Biden's too old. He probably is. He wouldn't be, he's not going to be, my, he wouldn't be my first choice. But if we don't win, I, I can't. If you thought the 2016 election night was bad, oh, the 2024 yeah. election night, I'm not sure how you would be able to process it. The Democratic candidate has to win. Or whichever administration comes in is going to burn the furniture and probably a lot more with it. We don't yep. have the luxury of pretending this is a normal election. We just don't. I mean, because there's been nothing normal for the past, uh, I don't even know how many years now, I'm losing count, six, eight years, whatever. Yeah. It's like every single day is abnormal. There is no, you know, easy ride nothing going on, nothing to worry about. It's just, you know, the continual shitstorm. So no, we cannot let up on you the cannot gas. Treat, you cannot treat this election as a normal one. Like, I'm going to vote, I'm going to, I want a challenge, I want a primary challenger to Joe Biden or Kamala Harris. If, if something happens to President Biden and Kamala Harris has to run, you're going to have to support her like, like yeah. you would support like, like I wanted Elizabeth Warren totally down. Yep. We, you, you, you don't have the luxury. I'm afraid the next snapback into that level of dysfunction and borderline fascism, where, where you'd already have an administration that has been there before. And would not make the same mistakes if Dotard right, got in. Right. And if DeSantis right. got in, man, look out. Look out. 
because he's going to have a more competent administration than Dotar. I was going to say, yeah, he's he's got more options available to him as you know a newbie, so to speak, than people working for Trump. So yeah, I, I see his administration as being far more adventurous, you know, as far as pushing stuff in in the authoritarianism direction. And don't expect don't expect to get any major pushback from major media institutions either. They're going to treat it they're going to treat it like it's like it's just normal. Yeah, 4 years and then the voters will be, have another say. Right, that's yeah. American democracy yeah. and that's the that's right. the way yep. things are. Um, you yep. know, we we don't have elections anymore because, you know, President DeSantis outlawed them. Or if you're liberal, you can't vote, or you got to have a poll tax, or you got to take a test, uh, or you got to wait five years if you just moved to Georgia. Right. Um, or mysteriously, three million Democrats were eliminated from voter rolls across the United States. And, and look, that's oh, all. Yeah. That's all yeah. like, that's all panicky stuff. And who knows what that what if that will happen? But these days, you can't be you can't really be surprised by anything. No. That, that's 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 what I'm saying. You know, when you're sitting in disbelief with what Tucker Carlson is doing and how people are eating that up, you know, seeing tapes of the few calm times that were, you know, that that happened during that day, as opposed to the ninety percent of the time that was chaos and and you know all that stuff. But people are buying into the Fox. That's what you know how strong these bubbles are. Is is like when people aren't turning off Fox and are saying, wow, this has gone too far. This is bullshit. No, no. And you know, even had uh, Elon Musk before I quit Twitter. That was one of the last things that, that broke my back on that was he was retweeting uh, Tucker Carlson's stuff. So you quit Twitter. I quit Where do you Twitter. get your news from now? Deactivate um, asking for a friend. Because well, my Twitter you know, quit I, time is coming. It's it, gotta it, be. It, it's coming. <laughs> it, it's coming. But I don't have an. I don't have. I don't have an alternative still. Yeah, I'm not on. What is it, Mastodon or whatever? I've not gone over there to see if that's any better. It's like I'm. I'm enjoying the break right now. The other thing that was pissing me off on it is my news feed. It was feeding me stuff that, you know, like Marjorie Taylor Greene stuff. Kevin well, McCarthy is, is why is the member of Congress. Uh, <laughs> no, just in theory only. But it, it's like so you see what they're doing. They're they're you know that's how this how we got to where we are. Is this no, kind that's of you a know, whole, that's well, a whole other podcast? For sure. But I mean you know but. The treatment, Elon Musk's treatment of his employees, and that's, you know, he's such a jerk, such an asshole. I, I just could no longer support that, that oh, system. But your man, question was on... You're on, guilting me into quitting earlier. And I know you're right. Well, I, I, I know you're right. I, I know you're right. Well, and, you know, uh, my, I, I know that at some point, and maybe not, that he's going to take it so far down that somebody's going to buy it from him. No, he's uh, going to buy it. He'll, or, he'll declare bankruptcy first and stiff all his creditors before anything. Yeah. Financially, financially, 
it's a it's a complete house of cards. Uh, technologically, right. in a lot of ways, it's a complete house of cards. So it, it's becoming yeah. worse because he's firing the people right. that were actually holding it, it, up the guardrails. You know, I kind of yeah. want to stay around for the stay around for the shit show, but um, <laughs> it's gonna it it won't it won't happen soon enough. And the fact that he's gonna if he declares bankruptcy, he's gonna stiff his creditors. He's gonna stiff the people that work there that were that were owed severance. Oh yeah. You know he's already not right. paying his bills. Sounds like Dotard. Right. You know what? Sue oh, yeah. me. Yeah. Sue me. Yeah. Go right yeah. ahead. Yeah. I'll. You know I got all day. Oh, I, and I. I said, you know, we were going to have the good news pod, but I'm yeah. going to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna end on the darkest of dark notes. But you. you oh jeez. You, you. You can bet, and you can quote me on this, that if Dotard wins, he's going to pardon a giant amount of January 6th convicted criminals. Oh, he's, he said he would. He, he already made that. Commitment. Oh, I missed that. So I guess that's, I guess oh, that's yeah. not really some, some, some major prediction. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and well, at least I don't pay that much yeah, attention I mean, to him. I'm happy about that. Well, because I think I saw that on, on, well, it wasn't on Twitter. Where did I see that? I can't remember now, but. But yeah, so yeah, I, I'm sure he would do that. I mean, they're already Marjorie Taylor Greene is going to do some kind of a um, like a sit-in with those with with outside the prison oh, there do, or whatever. Do. You know. Oh please yeah, do. Yeah. That 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 yeah. that that'd be worth. But you know we've we've talked. Release the prisoners. We've talked about yeah. her more than more than she deserves. I do have I do have a recommendation. So I listened to. Wait, where's your where's your good news though? My good news, my that, uh, my good news was just the entire Biden administration that CPAC was kind of a bust and okay. I, I take okay. I took great solace in that and I'm looking at the Biden through a lens of oh so much worse if he wasn't here and I realize that's kind of that's oh, yeah. kind of yeah but that's that that kind of that kind of glass half full I need to I, I need I need some type of glass half full nourishment because if not you could just you could despair all day and want to you know I don't, I don't i don't want to do that i can't i don't want to turn the despair filter off but i don't want it to flood my brain okay that's a good that's a good sense of balance or an attempt towards that I, anyway I, you know all, all we can do is try you know all, yep. all we can all we can do is try i i it's like it's not that i ever stop thinking about it but i'm not walking around like bad luck schlep rock with a cloud and lightning bolt over my head all the time but it's yeah, it's yeah. it's it might not be over my head but it's right behind me i see it so my recommendation is i listened to my favorite podcast which is the chris hayes podcast he interviewed a couple of guys a journalist and an author on their new podcast so it was all very meta it was a podcast about a podcast series but it was on the havana syndrome oh, and yeah. these guys did an eight-part podcast series for vice on havana syndrome and i normally don't listen to those big expensive productions because they're overproduced and they they prattle on for 
forever. They're all ultimate. They're like too dramatic, too many musical interludes and gnat sound of people in the car. Oh, we need to make a left turn here to get to their house. You know, it just it stretches it all out. But I yeah, learned yeah. a lot about like diplomacy and spycraft and Cuban relations and how Austria is like a hotbed for spies. It felt very 60s, huh. 70s spy novel. And I enjoyed the, his podcast. I enjoyed uh, talking to those guys and it didn't spoil the, the actual podcast series. I don't want to give anything away for anybody that might listen to it, but it, it definitely held my attention and hmm. I, I, I would rec- I would recommend it. I'm choosing my, I'm choosing my words carefully. If you're into that spy, I'm never going to, I'm not true crime, like no thanks, but spies and diplomacy and kind of, you know, CIA and all that. I, I, I like that kind of stuff. And this podcast definitely delivered. So what was the name of the podcast? Havana Syndrome. Havana Syndrome. And where you heard about it was on the Chris Hayes podcast. And his is called his what again? podcast is called Why Is This Happening? Why Is This Happening? Yeah. So that might be a good place to kind of learn the nuts and bolts yes, of it. We and will, uh, we will link there. to both huh. uh, in the show notes. Along okay. with, by the time we post this, the the anti-trans and gay bills will probably be over 400. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah you got it like a ticker going Pretty there. Pretty much. So I found a piece of good news in my morning AJC. Um, and this is a local story that really, it just like made me smile. And, you know, that's kind of nice to smile first thing in the morning. Absolutely. Before you head off to head off to work. Um, so Kennesaw Mountain High School, and that's uh, my daughter went, I think it was her first year in high school, went there before. They were building um, Hillgrove at that time, and then she transitioned there. But so, you know, so she went to, to Kennesaw High uh, for about a year. And so I didn't know they did this, but since 2001, they've had a dance called um, Once Upon a Time at the Mountain. And this is where they have... Um, this year, they had 400 students, 400 students with special needs from across the county, and 200 students from the school act as mentors for this for this dance. You know, it just kind of blew me away that they've been doing this since 2001. It's not really been on anybody's radar. This is the first time I heard about it. But how, what a cool thing for these you know high school students to be doing. Um, and we'll share that link. Yeah, yeah. That's a great, yeah, that's a great story. To, that's a nice story to end the week Absolutely. on. Absolutely. And if you're still on Twitter, unlike Jeff, you could tweet us at <laughs> Godless Podcast. Um, the, the, the anonymity of having three people on the show before, and now you're gone, you could assume that every tweet is coming from one person. So I better watch what I say. <laughs> <laughs> Don't blame it on me. Right. <laughs> Not yet. Not until Elon Musk goes. Once he goes, I'll be back and, on. Mm, I'm, 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 I'm going to quote you yeah. on that. <laughs> yep. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in two weeks.
Like.